Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Moe here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lisa Johnson, CEO of BioForward Wisconsin. Lisa, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Alex. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about the Wisconsin Biohealth Industry Landscape and Economic Impact Report and some of the findings from the report this year. So, Lisa, first off, just to get us started, can you spotlight some of the top takeaways that business leaders and policymakers here in the state should be paying attention to? Yeah. So, yeah, we just released this report at our uh, Biohealth Summit in October. And according to our report, which we do come out every two years with these economic impact reports, is that Wisconsin's biohealth industry is leading the state really out of the economic challenges from the pandemic years. It's outpacing other major state industries with strong high wage growth. Um, that really is generating significant economic impacts throughout the state. Um, Really the, I think the key takeaways, um, just pure data, is the total state economic impact from this industry, from the biohealth industry is 32 billion in direct, indirect and induced sources, and another 1.2 billion in state and local taxes. Our job growth is 10.6% since 2018, versus the state declining by 2.7. And the uh, average annual wages of this industry are 96,000, which is 70% higher um, than the overall industry average for the state. So I think to me, those are really some key takeaway points of the major impact that this industry has on the state of Wisconsin. Certainly, yeah, those are obviously impressive numbers and it's great to hear about the the strength of this industry, especially given you know some of the economic challenges we've had in the last few years. And um, obviously, I'd like to focus a bit on the the workforce side of things now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there are our workforce challenges across many industries here in Wisconsin. But as you mentioned, we have seen growth in the last few years in biohealth contrasted with a, a slight you know contraction overall in the state. What are um, what is driving that growth? What more can you say about the workforce trends that this report helps to reveal? I think it shows that first the diversity of this industry that we have over some other states where we're real, very, very strong in the bioscience area uh, from the research, research to research reagents our API and biologics manufacturing, meaning we, we test drugs uh, and, and therapy, whether it's therapeutics, vaccines. Uh, we have clinical research organizations um, that also are testing our therapeutics and vaccines uh, all the way up to through digital health, medical devices that the Midwest you are seeing, especially whether it's with in combination with Minnesota, Indiana, Wisconsin, has a very high location quotient in the medical device area. And a lot of that has to do with the strength of our supply chain in the state of Wisconsin, which is a credit to this entire state, 
where the biohealth industry companies themselves tend to be concentrated in the Madison and Milwaukee area, our supply chain is everywhere. And companies like GE, and which was in our report, um, really demonstrate what's helping this job growth overall, just for our companies, as well as an impact that multiplier effect that you also saw in the report of 2.5, is that they ha- they cite 1,000 uh, supply chain or suppliers to GE Healthcare from the state of Wisconsin. Um, that's over $400 million just from one company alone. So now you start adding in all the volume of companies that we have in this industry in Madison and Milwaukee that are buying through the supply chain. And again, on a flip side, I'm going to complement that supply chain saying without that, that would that would make us, it would be more difficult to attract companies here and to have them be successful if we didn't have such a su- strong supply chain. So I think besides just that growth, I'd like to say, Alex, is that I think this is a unifying industry for the state of Wisconsin. And I think we need that right now. You know, again, well, we just got done with the election. And I think this is a an industry that says, doesn't matter where you are in the state of Wisconsin, the biohealth industry and the supply chain are critical for current growth and for the long-term growth of this, you know, for the economic impact of the state. Sure thing, sure Lisa. I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who disagrees with that. And um, something else that's interesting in the report is uh, there are some sections focused on research and fundraising, which I have a a personal interest in my reporting. And I find that comes up a lot in discussions of the state's biohealth, biotech ecosystem, especially um, with the anchor points of some of our research institutions here in the state. So what does the report show about what's going on with research and fundraising, how, you know, startups are, are spinning off of that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think another very exciting point to this report, so let's start with that R&D. Even a national bio organization just came out with their economic impact report, and they cited Wisconsin, where our growth in this R&D area was higher than the U.S. average. So they actually highlighted Wisconsin on the strength of our R&D. And that's being driven by our university system, and especially certainly the University of Wisconsin-Madison, but also Medical College of Wisconsin. And I think one of the takeaways that I want the audience to hear and legislators to hear, I talked about unifying, right, with supply chain. Here's another point. Businesses, and especially our industry, but many industries throughout the state need a strong public education, STEM education, and our university system that is driving R&D innovations and thus our partnerships with industry. And as you stated, also spinoffs for entrepreneurs. That's, we need that flow constantly coming out, right? That what's, That's a strong state that can have young entrepreneurs coming out who may fail. Some of these technologies are not gonna work, but whatever we can do to try to drive them down that chain, um, we need to be doing it because we're demonstrating we have the innovation right now and we're beating the US on this. So how do we change this mindset now in the state that it's not industry against our university. It is, we are side by side with our industry, with our university, and it's critical need for us. And it, and it just shows you a lot is happening in the state of Wisconsin in the R and D area. When you talk about the, the venture area, again, high growth from 2018. Um, and again, that was our ending point from our last economic impact report. If, if the audience is wondering, well, why did you choose 2018? 
our 2020 report was based on ending 2018 numbers. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that. But on the venture side, I told the story, um, we are hearing from people and this had not been the case in the past. And the pandemic as awful it was for all of us, here's the good thing. VCs don't think a company needs to be by them anymore. The coastal VCs and international VCs are saying, go to the Midwest. I, I would have to raise three times the sums of money if you're sitting in San Francisco or Boston than you are in the Midwest. Furthermore, the talent that is coming out of our university systems is so high here and the costs are so much lower. So this is just proving a great opportunity and a change in mindset in our state to stop saying, I can't raise money in this state. You have to, we have to start thinking differently saying, get out there, get to these coastal VCs because they are more than willing now. They want to see a return on their investment and not be diluted by raising three times more the sums of money to keep a company in San Francisco. So I think that's the other thing that I wanna stress to everyone, let's start pushing hard now. This is a great opportunity for this state, for this industry, um, and let's make things happen going forward. Excellent. Well, that is great to hear your, your optimism and your perspective on some of the findings of this report, Lisa. And um, of course, I will have a link below the podcast for listeners to uh, click through and check out the full report. I highly recommend it. Um, is there any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with before we wrap up the podcast here? The key thing is just this change in perception and that we have to keep making it happen for Wisconsin. So we don't watch migration going out. We're watching an industry that's pulling people into the state. Um, we have a page in the report if they want to look on expansions. I came from this industry. They used to take our companies out of the state a decade ago. It's the reverse has now happened. They're bringing their companies here. They're expanding here. And there's a whole list of those companies. Um, so I think, you know, I hope drives a lot of us, right? But you have to act on hope. And that's what this industry is trying to do. And I hope we get a lot of legislators, cities, communities recognizing finally this industry is critical for our long-term success. And that's what I want people to hear about the biohealth industry. Terrific. Well, thanks again, Lisa, for taking the time to chat with me on the podcast. A lot of great insights from this year's report. As I said, listeners can go ahead and click and check that out for themselves. Uh, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You take care, Alex. Yeah, you too. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of Wisp Politics and Wisp Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.